Welcome to the Down to Business Podcast with Alex Kirby, where entrepreneurs and small businesses come to stretch themselves and grow their company. From interviews to in-depth discussions, you'll learn how to market effectively, increase profits, and become the leader your company needs you to be. Now, let's get down to business. So guys, it's always weird when something happens that is completely outside of your control or anything you could have imagining happening. And then you realize, oh, it's something that can literally change your business uh, from day to day. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Down to Business Podcast. I'm hopping right in today. Uh, Xander Kirby. My name's Alexander. Going by Xander now these days. Just go with me on that. But hey, one of the coolest stories of the last year, in my opinion, is Mr. Elon Musk, our Einstein, has decided to buy Twitter for $44 billion. That's billion with a B. And that makes Twitter go from a shareholder, you know, publicly traded company to a privately owned one. And he's going to be paying shareholders fifty four twenty per share. That's overvalued. Um, nothing's going to happen to October. It's not going to close until that time. But it's just crazy to think that you know tw- Twitter's been pretty known to be pretty uh, left wing, liberal um, things that they don't agree with. They block. And 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 Elon had a had an issue with that. If you guys don't know who Elon Musk is, you've been under a rock. But he is the uh, creator and founder of Tesla. A primary, I think he's the primary shareholder. Not sure. It's also publicly traded, but um, considered pretty much the wealthiest man in the world, smartest man in the world. Uh, he's got a lot of titles. <laughs> he's not the best family man in the world. He's had a lot of failed uh, marriages and stuff like that, but very fascinating human being. And, and just, man, when you listen to him talk, you realize how smart he is. But uh, buying Twitter, like just a straight power move, just a straight power move. And his big thing, he, he just cannot stand what he deems as free speech being limited. And so today in this episode, we want to talk about, you know, how does this affect or can it affect your business moving forward? Um, I kind of want to talk it talk about it on a macro level, meaning that not necessarily just how does Twitter affect your business, but how does decisions um, that transpire by other people and outside forces, whether it's a business closing, whether it's one of your vendors who's changed uh, their policies, procedures, pricing, you know, all these things outside of your control somewhat is crazy how often they can affect your business personally. And so let's use Twitter as the example um, of some of the things that you can use it for, but use as an example of pivoting and, and, and going with the ebbs and flows of business change. Like, for example, like Twitter, like if you guys, a lot of people aren't on Twitter. Uh, like when I was, I'm 29, about to be 30 in a month. Wow, gosh, I just realized that. Um Twitter was like huge when I was in high school and college. And then it took this big dip when Jack Dorsey kind of took over their uh, former CEO. Um, And the reason for that is because there was a lot of, there wasn't a great community there. You'd have to like scroll to find people. You you follow a lot of people. It was just hard to kind of zero in on the voices you wanted to hear. And so they've now had Twitter spaces and there's a lot of community things they've been driving, which have done pretty well lately. But I have no idea how Twitter is going to affect, you know, small business going down the line, but there is going to be a massive influx of new users on the platform. There is going to be a a refreshing and excitement about Twitter. And it is one of the power, you know, power for social media channels. So, um, people are going to be there and there's going to be new people. Um, 
we'll talk about in a future episode once we start seeing, and I'm going to do some more research on uh, how can we use Twitter to grow our businesses because I think it's I, I think it's interesting to to think about. Um, but let's think about just the example of Twitter is is the more broader discussion today. Um, you know, we're in a situation with with some of my businesses where you know we rent um, space. And, you know, leases end and then price increases come and you've got a, your business might have expanded during the year. So does the space work? Um, various controlling factors are outside of my control, which is not normal for me because you guys know I'm a, I'm a debt free guy. If you don't know that I'm a debt free guy, I don't have any bosses. Um, so the landlord is really the only person that I have to adhere to uh, their their policies. So it's it's a good thing we have a great landlord, but um, it's very straining. It's very difficult for me to put my hat on and be like yes sir, no sir to to something I'm not normally used to doing. I'm usually the one giving solutions rather than asking for them. Um, so the same thing goes, you know, using Twitter as the example. Things are going to change in your business that weren't your fault. There's there's factors of inflation. There's factors of uh, employees. There's factors of um, you know your vendors. A lot of us rely on subcontractors and vendors and services we hire out. Uh, for example, we we've been trying to get in my landscaping business a piece of equipment. We're actually sponsored by this company, and we can't get it. And like it's really hurting our business that we can't get it. And, you know, that's not our fault. They're, they're behind eight months on production, maybe even longer. And so that's affecting my, my net profit. That's affecting our efficiency. That's affecting our morale because the guys were really excited about getting it. And so, but guess what? That's not, that's not even my fault. And it, it's nothing we can do. That's just the world we live in right now with supply, supply issues. And so, I want to challenge you to to think about those things that could affect your business before they do. Um, because the more prepared you can be mentally, um, financially, all these things, you know, um, the better you're going to be able to withstand the the waves that come and they kind of crash, you know, on the rock, so to speak. And and that's going to be huge for you and your business. So, Twitter, a lot of changes coming. A lot of changes coming uh, for that. Hey everybody, we want to take a second to thank today's show sponsor, Jobber. If you guys haven't used Jobber, it is a leading CRM for your home service-based business. If you're looking to help with scheduling, invoicing, routing, Jobber is the way to go. So you're organized, efficient, and in charge of everything you're doing. If you want a discount, look in our show notes today. You get 20% off your first six months. And again, thank you, Jobber, for being a show sponsor and the company we trust at Trifecta Landscaping now for five years. I also wanted to chat a little bit about, you know, just the market in general. Like I was looking today, we I, I think I saw yesterday um, that I think today the market's gone up. I'm looking at it now, but I think we had hit like a tw- uh, uh, three-year low and how much it had dipped, I believe. And um, there's so much like Tesla is going, you know, it's funny because when Elon announced that, it kind of took a big dip. Let's see what Tesla's at today. It's up. It's up pretty good in the last couple of days. It's up like 12% again. Um, but I just want to, I guess, talk a little bit about don't put your hope in the stock market and don't put your hope in your bank account. Um, 
man, things happen. You know, I was talking to one of our employees yesterday and they have a lot of exciting things going on. And then, oh, car breaks down and just like takes the wind out of your sails. They have so many things they're focusing on in their transitions of life. And um, we just had this healthy conversation about money comes and goes. Uh, Don't let it be a crutch or don't let it be something you're, oh, we just need to get by this and then we're fine. Don't ever be dependent on your, your financial situation because, man, like, Things happen, cars break down, accidents occur, fees happen, um, bills that you didn't expect to come possibly could come. And so, you know, I just, is this market we're looking at here, guys, if you're not investing, I want to encourage you today to do so. And if you're looking for a great financial uh, advisor who does nationally, he's a Christian, great guy, Ken Calcutt from Cornerstone Financial Management. You guys Google that, Ken Calcutt, C-A-L-C-U-T-T. Make sure you tell him I sent you. Great dude, can help you. He's helped tons of my friends so far. But and just reminded as I'm looking at these these figures on the on the market, like you're not defined by the red and green if it's up or down. And it shouldn't really change the way you live your life. You know, I know um, some people who are retired, like they get so stressed about, well, is my, my retirement account going to dwindle? Um, you just, you just can't live that way. And, and as long as you're wise and smart, like, wow, Facebook is up. Meta is up 18% today because they finally <laughs> gained some customers that they hadn't gained 18% in one day. That is Chris, that is crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's 20%. You put a hundred bucks, you got 120 bucks back tomorrow. Like, but a stock that is, is old, like is mature. Right. As Facebook, it's not like a new yeah, one. You're not like, talking about, you know, 45 cents a share going yeah, to a dollar 30. Or like a brand new company. And like, everyone's like guessing what the price is going to be like 18% one day. is crazy. You, Usually if, a big movement is like two to 3%. If you want to have a really like interesting look at the stock market and like how it can be My manipulated, gosh. look up the documentary Dirty Money on Netflix. Oh, I'm watching that. Oh, dude. It's it's nuts. They I did one on a, on a pharmaceutical company called Valiant and they basically just acquired a bunch of small pharmaceutical companies and didn't pay for uh, R&D. And then, but the only way they can make money off of that is by, by jacking up prices on pharmaceuticals. Uh, and so they got their butts chewed by uh by the government wow see it's been a weird day because well i made some i made some money today but it's crazy because to start the day it was a huge dip and it happens but like this has been an interesting day like the market is going way crazy to end the day here well tesla took a big dip because of yeah the acquisition so there are some people who thought oh he's taking too big a chunk of he's losing too big a chunk of his Mm -hmm. um of his uh, assets to buy this. And so they're worried it's going to affect Tesla. But right. then people were like, you know, Tesla's not going anywhere at this point. And so they got too much government backing and, and too much tax credit. You know, they're based in Texas where they have huge, you know, uh, tax benefits mm-hmm. for having it there. Like they're not going anywhere. They're going to be the electric car of the future sure. for sure at this point, unless something absolutely nuts happens, which I don't expect to happen. No, I think Tesla's here to stay. No question. But, um, I don't know. I just was, I was talking to, I had a couple conversations this week about finances and, and guys, I know a lot of you guys are, are out here listening to our podcast while you're on the lawnmower, while you're going from service call to service call, whether you're in your office or lunch break, you know, and, and you're like, what does it matter about finances? Why is he talking to me about this? You know, cause it matters. Cause I know finances can be really a stressful. It's one of the, it's the leading cause of divorce. 
uh, is finance. And uh, it's the leading cause of, of stress in general for a lot of people. Um, because, you know, we don't, we don't want to feel like we're failing when, when we don't have money in the bank, so to speak, or we're not where we want to be and we have all these dreams and we feel like money is the thing that's stopping us from, from reaching those goals. But I'm just reminding you and reminding myself um, as we kind of wrap up this episode a little bit about, you know, what does it look like when a, a business outside of your control affects your business? <laughs> um, that finances is the same way. Don't let your finances control your life. Very important to have good cash flow, have a job that pays you well, um, where you have ability to grow in your company and, and make more money over time. But don't, you're not defined by what's in your bank account. You're not defined by what's in your retirement account. Um, and don't let that affect your day-to-day -day life too much or you'll be consumed by financial pressure. And when you're consumed by financial pressure, you melt away as a person spiritually, emotionally, relationally. And next thing you know, you're in a really dark place that you don't want to be. You know, me, a quick story before we wrap up. My wife and I, Faith, uh, we got married. I was 23. She was 21. We were super young. Uh, we could not have rented or bought a house if someone didn't give us a house that was really nice for like 750 bucks a month. No chance. We got married. We had $1,200 to our name. Maybe sounds like a lot to a lot of people, but we were in a pretty wealthy suburb. And we were making, I think, like $3,000 a month take-home pay. And that's not a lot when you have an $800 rent and your cars and all that stuff. You had maybe four or 500 bucks left over. Um, and I remember just telling, like telling her, we're not going to let what's in our bank account affect our relationship and how we, like, we have goals. I'm going to get extra jobs. Like I knew it was a problem I needed to face. I knew it was something that I needed to create more income and, and make some strides, but it wasn't the thing we talked about eight hours a day. It wasn't the thing that we, we, we made time to talk about it intentionally. And then we, Hey, let's, let's move on from that. So I encourage you business owners, if you're having a cash flow problem, if you're having uh, some stresses on loans or anything like that, attack it head on, but don't let it consume you um, because it'll take you to a place that it's really hard to reverse back from. And again, we're using Twitter as an example today of, of things outside of your control and your business, talking a little bit about finance with that, talking a little bit about vendor relations and and then just Twitter, like how are you going to use Twitter in the future? I can't wait to do another episode, Chris, um, where we talk about how Twitter might become, you know, a great vehicle. I don't think a lot of people think of Twitter as like a way to grow your business. So I don't we'll, know. There's a lot of opportunity, especially right now. There will be a lot of opportunity. Remember, so I'm, remember I'm, when TikTok came out and everybody was like, ah, this is not a thing. Mm -hmm. And now it's one of the biggest things in the world. You're right. So um, I'm looking forward to doing another episode in the future to discuss that. So guys. Xander Kirby here, Down to Business Podcast. Appreciate you guys checking in. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow wherever you're on social or YouTube. Make sure you're checking in with us. Leave us a review and tell us how much you're liking and enjoying the pod and what subjects you'd like to us to talk about. And thank you. Have a great rest of your day.